Hot King Prawn is the leader. 120 to go. He put up a length and a half. Voyage Warrior. Big party in Regency Legend. It's Hot King Prawn in front. He's now a Group 1 Prawn. Hot King Prawn won it from either Big Party. That would have to be, for me, the racing highlight of the summer. Hot King Prawn, probably my favourite Hong Kong horse, if not horse run award, broke the Group 1. Guess you could say, I don't know, deadlock in the Centenary Sprint Cup a couple of weeks ago. Anyway, besides the point, of course, it's me, Fergo, here, back with, I guess you could say, Season 2 of Fergo Tips and Suits Podcast, the autumn of 2021, and how, boy, I'm excited to be back. I return this week with the return of Group 1 Racing at Caulfield with the CFO Stakes. I'll be previewing that shortly with my mate Sam, runner by runner. That won't be only part of the podcast today. I'll be going through other tips at Caulfield and Randwick alongside a special phone-in tip from Big Kev, which will be a weekly occurrence. And I've gone to the name Big Kev Says. So, yep, he'll have a one tip for us. or will just say mail, if that's what he's interpreted as for this weekend's racing. But without further ado... I talked about Big Kev, but we'll go straight to the first of a Big Kev says, and this is his tip for this weekend. G'day listeners, uh, Big Kev here. I got some good mail for this Saturday, but you are going to have to be patient and wait until the last of Pinjara in the form of race 10, number 6. She's all, she's a lot. It's at $7 and she's each way all day. My WA contact tells me she is out of peak and ready to win, so followers... Back heavy, win heavy. And remember, gamble responsively. Thanks again, Big Kev, for your input for this week. The first time we've ever come on and done this mail segment, and that is Pinjara Race 10, number 7. She's a light each way from Kev and his WA source, just to repeat. For Big Kev, we'll now head over to Sam, and me and Sam, or myself and Sam, whatever you want to say, we'll now be previewing the CF4 stakes. I'll see you after that for the rest of my tip for this weekend's racing action. I'm not too sure how I pulled this off, but I'm extremely annoyed by it. Um, basically, obviously, I was recording it. This is before the interview, obviously, you just probably on. Oh, so actually, the interview is not an interview. This is me talking after it's been done. I accidentally had an echo going with Sam's mic, coming out of my computer back into my microphone. This has nothing to do with Sam, his audio quality, etc. All my fault. I cannot apologise enough, mostly to Sam, for ruining the interview and to the viewers for ruining the first podcast back. Hopefully it doesn't ruin it entirely. I'll repeat the tips after the segment, so if it's too much to bear an echo, then please skip through. But anyways, enjoy the interview if you can somehow enjoy it with the echo. I do apologise. G'day guys, here's a mention preview of the Group 1 over 400 metres, wait for age, we're 500 grand, CF4 stakes from my mate Sam. How are you going? Uh, good, good. How are you guys? How are you guys? Long time, well, actually, I think you might have been on my second last podcast, so I can't say it's been a long time since I spoke to you. But anyways, beyond the point, obviously we're previewing, I believe there's nine runners after the scratching of 50 stars. So we'll just go through in numerical order as usual, makes it easy and simple to follow. So number one, Humidor, he's drawn barrier 10, Damien Lane, Chris Waller, and look, he's $23 and $4.60. But if you look at his last last uh, preparation, he won first up and he was not in the market. But my question mark is obviously the gates, bit of a knock, and 400 metres. I don't think it's his best at all. What do you got to say on the old fella? I'm pretty much I'm the exact much same. The I think it's a bad gate. Um, I generally um, find I older horses are looking, looking for further two. Further I think this is more of a just a hit out for him. He'll be sort of targeting 1,800, 2,000 further in. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so the current favourite, number two, Sir Dragon A, who won the Cox Plate, I believe you tipped us into it before the Cox Plate as well, at $2.70 currently. 
Uh, barrier 3, Glenn Boss, Kieran Ryan, Dave Eustis. I don't have to say much except that I really liked his trial recently. I'll hand you over to what your thoughts are on the Dragon. Oh, look, oh, look. You, you, you see that see trial, that and, trial. He and he just canted, and he was just... And, he was just... and that was a good... That was, that was against 50, 50 stars, and I think another couple of group horses. horses. Yeah. Uh, he's definitely uh, he's the definitely best horse in the race. Um... The 1400, 1400 is, is the query. The query. He generally, generally, he's a 2000 meter horse. horse. Um, uh, but look, but look he's, he's, you watch you that, that, that over 1200, that trial was. And he canted in. Yeah, I'm looking at some of the um, horses. He's, he's, Sorry, non-conformist who came second in the trials. I think second favourite. Another group race at Caulfield on Saturday. And like Night's Watch, Group Horse, 50 Stars, Group Horse, Grand Slam, ran the Cox Plate. Very good trial field, yeah. and he's put them away yeah. easily. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it depends. It depends. I, I think they've got, got him up and flying. He's, he's the best horse in the race. Um, yeah. I'm taking them. I'm, I'm taking them. Whatever I can whatever get, I can for, him. get for him. Yeah, I think he opened at two eighty, got into two fifty, back out to two seventy. It's hard to see him going past that quote though. What do you think he'll settle on the run? Do you reckon they'll take him back or settle more prominent over the shorter trip? Well, actually, well, they, actually seem they seem to run him fairly on the speed on in, that speed in that trial. I'm trial. thinking they're in the, the in being a shorter race, race they'll try and, and, and barrier and three. three. I reckon, I reckon they'll, they'll try and push him up on the speed. speed. I don't think he'll lead, but he'll, he'll be up. He'll be up there. Another one of the speed influences is number four, Angel Truth, written by John McNeil from Barrier 7. Look, it's okay first up for him, but... He hasn't won for 95 weeks, and he definitely wants there. Didn't, I think he ran well in one of the derbies, maybe? I can't exactly remember, but I think 400 metres is way short for Angel of Truth to be considered as a winning chance. Yeah, look, he yeah, ran, he he ran, ran he second ran in the second spring, in the spring preview, 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 heavy. heavy. I think he's looking, think this, he's is looking this is another stick it out for him. He's looking further again. His last win was actually in the Australian derby, ran week in 2019, over, what, 2,400 metres, and I think that says enough. Um, number five is, sorry, uh, Streets of Avalon. Um, $7.50, $2.25 currently. Barrier 8, Zach Spain. I'm happy to make a case for him. The first up win, being the lights of, uh, Viridine was dominant. Like, he never looked like losing once they turned for home. It was getting stronger. That win was over 200 metres. I think he's actually more suited over the 400 metres to a mile. Um, track and distance, he won in Group 1 about this time last year. He leads, which is never a knock at, uh, Caulfield. And he's a tough horse, which is obviously you can't, Never fault that. We're getting a good price. I think he'll be in front for a long way. As I said, Angel of Truth will be a speed influence, but I'll be surprised if um, Streets of Avalon isn't leading. Uh, I just took the, the price took me, honestly. Like, if you're looking for some value, I believe it may be Streets of Avalon. Anything you've got to say about him? Look, he's Look, first he's up when he moved in the Mooney Valley. was very, was very good, very over 1,200. Um, um, Look, he's, he's got he's good stats. Got good stats. Um, whether he's up to this class at Wait for Age, that's, yeah. probably, the that's probably the big question, big question but, um, but yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to find out. Probably not for probably me. Not for me. Yeah, makes his own luck, so also a big tick, obviously. I don't think you'll be having a hard luck yeah. story with him. Yeah. Number six, imaging from the Chris Waller camp, Craig Williams rides. Barrier 9, and he's got a very good first up record. He likes the distance. The trials on paper haven't seemed too good, but you'd trust Chris Waller having firing. And if he's firing, I reckon he's a, he's a winning chance for sure. Anything you've got to say about the Chris Waller chained imaging? Yeah, look, yeah, um, look looking um, at some of these runs, look, he hasn't sort of... Well, he's won one run under Ajax. Ajax. Um, yep. um, 
But look, look Rose Hill, Rose Hill in, the spring, in the spring is beaten, is by, beaten by Gitra, Gitra and Hot Briner. Um, Colding, Star, Star of the Seas. You know, some very good horses over the over the middle distances. Look, look. Being in the placings is definitely not a surprise. Wouldn't be a surprise. Yeah. Yeah. But more a place for me. So we got. No, I just want to say. I just said one. No, sorry, you go. Sorry. <laughs> no, I was just saying, yeah, just yeah, more a place for me. Yeah. No, he's one try over the seven furlong. He's been point five length by very elegant. So, you know, that's some good form. If she was in this race, I reckon she'd definitely be contesting favouritism with Sir Dragon A. Um, number seven, Blaze Jowski. Now, barrier one, Mark Zara rides. I know you don't have to an opinion of him in this race, but I think he's over the odds at $13.340. Look, for starters, he's got match fitness on probably three quarters of his field. Like not most of his horses are first up. Um, look, last start he won pretty easily. I think it was the Group Three. Don't quote me, so I don't least confirm that. He won a group, sorry listed race at Caulfield Track and Distance by one point two five lengths and was pretty comfortable. Never really looked like losing once he got into the race. Um, Look, the distance is obviously just one last start, as I mentioned, doesn't worry me. Barrier one in the map, I think Mark Zara can get him into a beautiful spot, and if you can present him, I don't see why he can't give us give a sight. Obviously, the query for lots of these horses is, is group one wait for age they go. It's hard to say, Blaze Jowski, but I'm happy to happy to um, put him into my numbers. Anything you like about him or don't like about him, in fact? Look, look, uh, I, I probably wouldn't have him, but if there is enough there to suggest that, that if you want to have a swing at the price, price then it's probably it's worth, probably you, know, worth you, know, you know. He carried he the 60, 60 kilos over the 1,400 in his win and won by 1.25 lengths. So that's, you know, pretty good. He can carry the weight. Yeah, probably not for me. Yeah. Number eight, Arcadia Prince. I believe ex-Adam Durant was having his second start for the jumps. Known trainer Amy McDonald, Jordan Charles rides in barrier two. I know you've got something to say, but firstly, I just want to quickly say, it's hard for me to think to myself that, obviously, he was used to be a Bob Peters horse, and a sorry reason why, in WA, and I don't see why Bob Peters would sell him if he thought he could run a race in this type of level, because obviously that's money going to his pocket if he ran him. So, I don't know, Amy McDonald might have changed the horse up. I can't really tell you, but anything you've got to say about number eight? Uh, look, he uh, had a year off um, from injury. Um, I think it's probably the reason, reason Peter's got rid of him. He's won at group won level before. Look, his first up run wasn't bad. bad. Uh, he also uh, wasn't good, but it was his first first run since he ran in the Skyhill. 7th December 2019. It's a long time. So, look... I certainly, oh, I certainly wouldn't be opposed wouldn't to having a sneaky two bucks each way on him, but yeah, I don't think he really will finish in the right top three. Yeah, I think he's looking for a bit easier than this. Number nine, Southern Reward. I quite like this uh, mare. She's ever consistent, racing 16 times for eight wins and three second placing. So in the Quinella most of the time. Um, obviously, as most horses are in this type of race, like the class is a question mark, and I believe Sovereign Reward is more suited over the mile as well, but I'm not knocking her over the 400 metres. But if this was a mile race over Mooney Va around Mooney Valley, and I sound like I'm talking about the All-Star Mile, which she could be a shout for that if she got in, to be honest, um, I'd be quite fond of her. I'm not going to say she can't run a race, but she obviously better suited at weight for age than the males in the race, being a five-year-old mare carrying two kilos less than the Males besides the three-year-old Cross Haven. Um, Damien Oliver on, no knock there. I think she could run a race. Anything you've got to say? 
You know, she could you know, run a race. Run a race. Um, um, it looks like Snitzel's thrown a stallion in Seamus Ward. Um, so, um, so Sovereign Award obviously Sovereign been, Ward out, of been out of Seamus. Yep. Um, um, look, ran, look, carried ran, 58 kilos in the Tessio Stakes. Beat Parody, I am Eloquent, Caulfield. Beat Charlotte Fabric. You know, there's some reasonable horses in there. The step up the step to wait for age, age uh, over probably not her optimal distance is, is yeah. probably the query, but, query, but she can run a race. Run a race. race. Run a race. Sure. Um, the last runner, number 10, Cross Haven, only came the 55 and a half, if I said being a three-year-old in the gelding. I can't think of the gelding. Gelding. Uh, written by Daniel Stackhouse and trained by Dominic and Hayes. Uh, barrier four. He's got a pretty decent record, seven races for five wins, but... Obviously, the weight of the mention is a tick. He won a trial recently, which he can't complain about. Map's all right from Barrier 4. But I don't know if he prefers wet. Like, his two losses came on good tracks. He's undefeated on a soft. So, that's obviously a question mark. And I also think he's a miler out and out like Sovereign Award. He's getting aimed at the Australian Guineas and All-Star Mile I saw. So, will I have him fully churned up for this run over the seven furlongs? I'm not too sure. I don't think I could have him at the price, but he's definitely a good horse and has to be a chance. Anything you've got? Look, I, Look think I think he's... I'm a big I'm fan a big of the three-year-olds and wait for age. I just think this, this is, is a long way above, above what he's what running. He's running. Um, yeah. You know, the you know, Carbine, Carbine Club, Club not, not really many, many horses, horses interesting, in, interesting there. in there. He ran, he ran in the Guineas behind Ole Kirk, Grand Slam, Nassar. Look, I think Ole Kirk's now an outstar. Grand Slam may be good, but look, he finished a fair way back in that field. I think this is above him. I think the price is... I would not be taking $3.90 for him in this race. I couldn't justify it either. We could just get embarrassed and come out and win. Obviously, they could turn him into a specimen this autumn, but... I need to see it before I take three dollar nine AC second favoritism in a group one. He's never been tested. I say it's been tested in the guineas, but not in an open open age group one. So that's all the runners covered. So I'll go to you first for your on top selections and any other place getters you reckon may sneak into the places. Uh, look, I've got two dragon on top. I've taken the think points bet. Got a three dollars to finish second, first or second, which I think is ridiculous. I've taken that money. Look, look, I think imaging the streets of London definitely worth a place. Yeah, yeah. Humidor, look, Humidor could surprise, but I think being an eight-year-old, Paul Barry's looking further again. Yeah, yeah. The, there's, the, a, big there's a big question mark on a lot of these, these um, class-wise, class, class but, but it is yeah. first it is up. First we don't know how they, you know, what they're, what they're being working, working like. Working so, like. So, so, should yeah. be an interesting, should be an interesting race. race. And for me, as I mentioned, I will be backing the Streets of Avalon to win. I had Streets of Avalon to beat Sir Dragonlay, to beat Blaze Jowski, to beat Imaging, and then obviously play Crosshaven in for fifth if you're going to play five-horse exotics so that's all we have for this week i do appreciate you coming on in our lockdown over in wa so not much else to do it's not like i'm using your time up i guess you could say but i do obviously appreciate it and hopefully speak again soon mate yeah no it's always good to be on so hopefully we'll talk a few more in spring a bit more in this autumn see you mate yeah yeah
thank you again, Sam, for coming on. Unfortunately, obviously, it was an echo. If you made it through it all, I do appreciate you bothered to listen, even though it may have hurt your eardrums. Anyways, that's that for the CO4 Stakes preview. Just repeating, Sam had Sir Dragon A on top, where I had Straight to Babylon on top, each way, obviously. We'll go from the CF4 stakes to the other races that we preview in this week, and we'll start with Caulfield Race 2. So I just mentioned Caulfield, currently a good four. The rail in the true position, the entire circuit, and we'll start with Race 2, the Blue Diamond Prelude for the Phillies. Group 2, worth 200 grand, so obviously the second last preview race, preview, preview, I don't even know how we're going to call it, in the series before the actual Blue Diamond Grand Final in uh, two weeks' time. So, yep, race two, the Phillies edition of the prelude. The Colts one comes after Colts and Goings come on in race three. And race two, I reckon number two, Telluride, the price here at $14 to win. On, on debut at Flemington, she was beaten a length by Abseiler down the straight. Respectable run. She was absolutely steaming home. She went to Mooney Valley, which obviously isn't a backmarker's paradise. And Damien Oliver set her five deep midfield with no cover. And she just kept coming to the line and ran home exceptionally well to win. So I don't think the step up from 1,000 to 1,100 metres will knock her at all. Barrier 4 will settle her probably. Glenn Boss, probably tie put her on the rails or one out midfield. Caulfield, look, if it's playing fair, I reckon Telluride has a chance. Like, at $14 is a ridiculous price. I obviously go each way, but I'd rather be taking $14 compared to the five, sorry, the 350 uh, available for Arcaded, who was a good debut winner, but I reckon Telluride was taking on better horses, running behind... Absailer on debut, I think, exceptional form. I reckon Absailer was quite a good horse. Other dangers, I thought Decent Rain's debut at um, in South Australia was very good. Uh, it was unlucky not to win. But obviously, 550 a bit skinny for South Australian Gawler, two-year-old form. Look, I don't get the price of Telluride. So, race two, number two at Caulfield, Telluride each way all day. As I mentioned, that was the Phillies player. Here we go to the Colts and Geldings in race three. And look, it's an interesting race, but I cannot get off General Bow after the record he's making. He won the Blue Diamond preview last start, so obviously the series start behind the prelude. It goes preview, prelude, then the final. Um, he ran by, he had a saloon passage down the rails, I must admit, but that was, of course, Jamie Carr's magician cameo. Um, from Barrier 3, she probably said it was leaders back behind, I assume, Jigsaw lead, who's second favourite at the moment, General Bow being the 350 favourite. But look, class, it's the best form probably out of all the Blue Diamond runners so far, General Bow. It's won, won the um, preview, as I mentioned, won on debut by two and a half lengths, was a $1.75 favourite Melbourne Cup day, beating down the straight. Starting price profile ticks the boxes, form ticks the boxes, $3.40. Obviously, even weights, so it's not getting penalised for the handicap rating it's got. Dangers, Animo, I thought was pretty good at uh, Sandown, winning the listed Mercing Trooper Stakes back in November. As I mentioned, Jigsaw, second favourite was Dominant beating, I don't, I'm not sure how many, I think Arceus, the second place getter at Geelong, actually won since then, so I'm not going to say about nothing, but bit of a step up from a Geelong Maiden to a Group 3. Um, look, general bow for me, race 3 number 1 to win, currently at 350 you can get. We go to race 6, the TS Caroline Cup. And, look, it's a decent mile race. Group 3, 4 and upset weights and penalties. But I'm going to go for the match fit best of day. It's number 6 currently at $6 and about $2.40 for the Godolphin Blue Camp with Damien Oliver riding. Um, best of days, his last two runs have been at Royal Randwick where it's come second in a Group 2 behind Graceful Glamour and then Group 3 level 
uh, behind Spirit Ridge. So, toss back from the 2,000 to the mile, which I don't think is no knock, because he's, at the mile, he's 50% of a place getter when he races at the mile, and he's won two times. So, proven at the mile, look, his mile flop, like, he either runs really good or flops at the mile. I'm looking at his form now. He won the Group 1 Kelty Mile in 2018 over the mile, beating Le Romain, Peaceful State. He then, his other mile success was in Newmarket in England, where he won a Group 2. So, can't really like that form. But his last mile run was behind Graceful Glamour two starts back, where he was uh, only beaten half a length. Graceful Glamour will go to the All-Star Mile, most likely. Speed map says Damien Oliver, look, Barrier 9, as I mentioned, not too much pace on. He'll probably slide forward, maybe sit, hopefully one out, one back, but it's impossible to tell as you don't know the tactics of a horses in the smallish field and the lack of pace. So it's always hard to tell with those um with those factors. But look, I think he's a good horse. Non-conformist is a very exciting four-year-old gelding. Nerf Bosk was interesting before it got scratched, and overexposed as an up-and-coming six-year-old for the Tony McAvoy stable. I thought it was a really good win last start. Form hasn't really been franked with Heavily Emperor, Heavily Emperor flopping recently, but best of days. He's a classy horse. He's got the second highest handicap rating and carries third, the lowest weight. So 57 is the lowest weight. Nerf Box 59, and Non-Confirmance 59, Night's Watch 58, Overexposure 50, best of days. He's got 57 along with six other horses. Form on the board, he's fit. Damien Oliver on each way all day. Race six, number six at Caulfield, best of days. Race 7 is the Jeffrey Belmain Stakes, Group 3, foiled up Mezzo, 200 metres. I think it's the best bet for Caulfield for me. Right, number 6, Snap Dancer, $3.30 currently. Another horse who's match fit compared to other rivals, such as Probabil, Sierra Sue, Bams on Fire. Look, this is fourth up. It won its first two starts as preparation at uh, Ballarat, one by two and a half lengths, that benchmark 78. Three horses have won since that race, good form. Went to Randwick in a benchmark 88 in. Mid-December, one by two and a half lengths, two horses won since then. Then went to the Gold Coast, one million dollar Magic Millions Phillies and Mares race, where it was third behind Crone and a Theory, where it was favourite. Um, look, it was shifted out in the straight too, so it was a bit inconvenient. So it was only beaten half a length, and though that's obviously good form, a million dollar race at the Gold Coast. Honestly, I reckon that could be a class drop to this Group Three, and. From Barrier Four, John Allen hops on normal rider for Mar Eustace. I think he probably takes. Leaders back on the rails, honestly. I think either Lashes or Des Moines will lead. Sierra Sue will be up there, same as Mamsell Test, but Snap Dancer will probably be one off or on the rail. And look, if Johnny Allen can get any like the fitness and class, I think she's got a lot of class this mare, and I think the fitness will take her a long way as well. So, race seven, number six, Snap Dance, my best bet for the weekend at $3.50 currently. A lovely quote, in my opinion. Race 9 is the Rubaton Stakes, the last race of the day at Flemington. Uh, group 2, 1,100 metres, set weights and penalties, and I really, really like the trial of Ghana in South Australia recently. Ghana's no um, no strangers of Victorian racing. His last start, for example, was beaten one and a half lengths by Ancestry into second in a down-the-straight listed race. Ancestry will go very close in a Group 1. can't remember the name of it right now at Caulfield coming up shortly. I think maybe next week. It's, the name's just forgotten. I can't even remember what we'll talk about next week. But yeah, the trial recently at Gawler, he's coming come back a good horse, Garner. He was not touched and was... He won by three and a half lengths. Now, you can say he wasn't versing too many world beaters, but I like the way the jockey, Jason Holder, never looked like he had to give him anything to be able to put those horses away easily. 
Barrier 2, Craig Williams aboard. Craig Williams has ridden him before, I want to say. I think. Don't quote me on that. Yeah, he has. He ran him, he rode him that second place behind, as I just mentioned, Ancestry. Barrier 2, he probably settles midfield, off the pace almost. Grey Webber and Howe Man, together the speed influences, in my opinion. Sword of Mercy, Causeway Girl, Garner and Shimino will all be contesting spots behind those two. I thought Viridine's a danger, but $5.50 is a tempting price even to place, but it was pretty disappointing at Mooney Valley. Obviously, probably a better Caulfield horse, but it's giving... um. I don't know how Garner and Viridine... I don't know how Garner's longer price, should I say. I honestly don't know about Viridine lately. He's been a bit disappointing. He was beaten favourite at Mooney Valley, beaten favourite at Eagle Farm. He was okay behind Invictus Salute at Rose Hill, but is he going as well as he has? I'm not sure. I'd rather take the price from Garner, $6.50 and $2.40 in the last at Caulfield, race 9, number 4, each way, all day again. We go from Caulfield to Ranwick with our three tips. Ranwick currently is listed to the soft six, and race six, we're starting late in the card. Number three to win, North Pacific is, I think, the standout bet at Ranwick. Currently it's $3.40, so you're not getting any value, but it's a good horse. Eskimos, Prince Stakes, 200 metres, Group 3, as I mentioned. North Pacific in the spring was beaten uh, one and a half, one, two lengths by Rothfire, a uh, quarter of a length by Ole Kirk. Beat, and then it won a prize that it won a um, group three by five lengths. That is very, very good spring form. And it's come back and it won a trial recently. So I think the Hawks stable got this ready. The Wayne Hawks and... The, what am I saying? The Wayne Hawks stable with J-Mac on. Barrier four. Look, Posse's up. Probably leaders back or three back the rail. J-Mac knows what he's doing. Some good horses. It's versing Peltzer, Prague. Peltzer, Prague's good horse. Global Quest goes all right. The face, all good horses. But North Pacific, I think he's group unbound sometime this autumn, if not next spring. He's a quality three-year-old colt. They'll have him churned up. They want the black top, so he's got a good colt record and profile. If he doesn't win here, I'll be surprised. Race six, number three at Randwick, a banker for the day. Race seven is the $1 million three-year-old English sprint with the, I guess the big, Show horse Ole Kirk, the dual group, one winner in the spring returning. But I prefer number 10, Dame Giselle, to knock him off first up. I think Dame Giselle simply is more suited to the 1,200 metres than Ole Kirk is. Ole Kirk won two group ones over the 1,400 metres and the mile, and his only start over the distance was a second behind Rothfire. Now, that Rothfire form I talked up last race, obviously, saying North Pacific. Now, North Pacific is a sprinter, and Ole Kirk is a miler. So, I think maybe during that stage of his career, Ole Kirk was better suited to the 1,200 metres, but I don't think that's the case anymore as he's become older. Dame Giselle was very impressive behind Hungry Heart several times in the... No, sorry, beat Hungry Heart several times in the spring. It won two Group 2s and was fourth in the flight stakes behind Montefilia. Comeback trial was third in the trial behind Mission Legend. Then was a very, very nice trial behind, if you don't mind, Nature Strip and Bivouac. Um, recently, I think the, the Snowdens have this filly turned down for this race. Draws wide, which is a bit of a query, but Tommy Berry's ridden there before. I believe he can, you know, he'll work it out. I, I trust him, is what I'm trying to say. She's the classiest filly in the race. If she's the classiest horse, I'm not sure. Although Kirk probably takes that tag at the moment, but if she comes out and gives him a towel link, who knows where they could go each other. They could verse again this autumn, honestly. Race 7 at number 10, Dame Giselle to win at $3.80 currently at Renwick. 
Race 8 at Randwick is the Gardner Handicap, and I found a bit of value here. Um, obviously, the two bets I've suggested so far Randwick have been uh, win bets. This is a free old enough handicap worth 125 grand, and I don't mind number three, Lord Mayor, each way. Very impressive first up at Kensington in the Marlborough Handicap, a benchmark 100 race. Winning by three and a half lengths, best sectionals of the day at the distance, and there was a couple of races over the 15.50 there, I believe. Um, last start, he was unlucky behind Bandersmatch in the Carrington listed stakes. He was settled last, seven lengths off the leader, looking for a run. Couldn't get one for a bit. Kept chasing when he got about two, clear about 200 metres. The best last 800 metre section of the race. So that's saying something. He's flying for Chris Waller and Sam Clipperton. Um, look, barrier five, I think he will not sit seven lengths last this time. Slow pace on, so I think all-time legend will probably lead the odds-odd favourite. But if order again is close enough, I think he can strike. Getting $7 and about $2.50 to place at the moment, and I'd be very surprised if Order Again is not flashing home late and worrying the favourite, if not, if that is the current, if that's still leading come the end of the race, who knows if Faber could flop. But yep, at Randwick, race 8, number 3 for me, Order Again. I've got one more tip for the weekend, it comes up in the two year old classic at Pinjara in WA, and race 8, number 5, Stipperucci, $2.40 to steal. This is probably the best looking two year old I've seen in WA so far this. Um, this year, that was called. There's a Dan and Ben Pierce, two orders goes okay too. I can't remember the name, but I think Sipperucci is absolutely airborne. It's it's come out and won both at starts, both as odds on favourite, starting price, pro, starting price profile tick. Had a trial at Larkill recently, was not touched by Jason Brown, one in 55 8 for a 950 metre trial, was air, low flying, and it won by 10 lengths. So it's absolutely flying, this filly. Look, Barrier 3, I'd be surprised if she's not leading. Heavenly Water might try to contest it, but Barrier 3, it'll definitely find the rail. It'll definitely be first, second or third and running, in my opinion. I think it'll be too good, simply. This horse is black-type bound. I don't mind number 2 each weight, $41. Also, success play for a bit of a saver, but race 8, number 5, Pinjara, should be beating these, and I think it will win some black-type races this autumn in WA's two-year-old features. That's all my tips this weekend. I'll quickly recap them. At Caulfield, we have race two, number two, each way. Race three, number one, to win. Race six, number six, each way. Race seven, number six, win, my best bet. Race eight, number five, each way in the feature. Race nine, number four, each way. At Randwick, race six, number three, win. Race seven, number 10, win. Race eight, number three, each way. And at Pinjara, race eight, number five, to win. That's all I have for this weekend's podcast. I do obviously apologise to interview flop. That will not happen again. That was a silly mistake by me. I apologise. Only upwards and onwards and upwards from here. But until next week, good luck punting, gamble responsibly, and I'll talk to you later.